0: You're listening to an Anna Owl Ministries podcast. Hello, quantum geeks. This is your pal, Quantum Will. Crack open a quantum beverage because we're going to have a quantum discussion. Because I heard somewhere that if you just put the word quantum in front of any other kind of word, it makes you sound smarter. Uh, so, so that's what we're going to do today. We're gonna. Uh, I'm here with a couple quantum buddies, and we're gonna talk exclusively about Ant Man Quantum Mania. This is a What's New episode, and uh, What's New is Marvel Phase Five with this movie that, um, you know. Like it is with with a lot of things in this world these days, it's it, it's a little divisive, and uh, there's people who have feelings about this thing, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Uh, we know that it's been out uh, about a week or so, and a couple of us here on on this episode have seen it. Uh, the other um, doesn't mind that it's getting spoiled for him, and just wants to talk about it with us. Just wants to hang out and geek out with us because that's what we do here on Systemic Ecology. We get friends together and we geek out so uh welcome to the episode let's talk ant man quantum mania uh david uh how are you doing today quantum what's up y'all i'm doing pretty good (laughs) man you sound so smart you sound brilliant that's so good (laughs) that's so good yeah tj how about you how are you feeling quantum he's feeling he's feeling the the quan (laughs) <laughs> uh, today, and and I'll and I'll share that I sound a little nasally. I've been bit by the a, a quantum virus from a different uh, multiverse, and um, different, there's a variant of Will that you're hearing today that sounds more deep in a radio voice mm-hmm. uh, because because he's a little nasally. The, the the COVID monster got him. I'm feeling okay. Uh, a little bummed that it's messing up my my week and some of my activities. Um, and things planned for church, um, and the start of a new liturgical season, but thankful for a great staff and great friends and a great community who are there to support me. So let's jump into it. Um, David, uh, Ant-Man is the third one. They made three Ant-Man movies. And so this is the third one. Quantumania is open up a whole new, uh, phase for Marvel. Um, what are your initial thoughts, uh, about this movie? Uh, I gotta say when
1: I walked out of the theater, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then I realized that there were a couple things that I just, that I missed out on. Like Luis, where was he at? Mm. You know, I needed somebody to recap everything that happened while the cameras weren't rolling. And, uh, yeah, but other than that, I'm, I've been a Paul Red fan
0: since I saw him on Parks and Rec. So I just love anything with him in it. He's hilarious uh he was full paul rudd too i mean if you like the character if you like paul rudd he was just in his element i think their impo- comedic He starts off with a, a comedic kind of song and jump in to to like a sequence of of what's going on in his life kind of post in game and what's happened in his life and and he just leans super hard into it the the aspect of him caring for the people around him and kind of touching moments, it's its all there. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Paul Rudd fan, I don't see how he can disappoint you in this particular movie, this go around. I, I came uh, hoping for like a science class on quantum mechanics and quantum physics, and I learned a lot. Um, I feel like I got all I needed to all I needed to understand uh, the quantum realm. And if I ever get trapped trapped in the qu- quantum realm, I'll, I'll know exactly what to do and how to handle myself because that's what I went into this movie um, prepared to learn about. Um, uh, I'll share that I I really liked it. I went in, I, my posture was, I want to go in and have fun. I knew that there were some critics that were already before the movie was even out, kind of crapping on this movie and and kind of down on this movie. And I just made up my mind, I'm going to go in and have some fun. I know this is the, the next phase for, for Marvel, and I, I'm really hopeful for it and looking forward to it. And, and I had fun. Uh, was it a perfect movie? Is it going to win any Oscars? Uh, no. Uh, but, man, the universe that they unveil and dive into and the creativity and the imagination that, that go that went into this movie... And the story they're telling. I had a lot of fun, and then we'll talk more about like the villains and some of the reveals of those who are there um, in the movie in, in a little bit. But I, all in all, I, I had a lot of fun, and and I really liked like the movie. Is it my favorite Marvel movie of all time? Nope. Um, but is it uh, a good door opening to a whole new universe that they can go into in this next phase? Uh, yeah, and I think is I think, it's, I think it, it was a good start. Uh, TJ. Um, you're the one who revealed that, that you haven't seen it yet, but yeah, um, I so, so why haven't you seen it? And then, and then um, you're here talking about what are, what are some of your thoughts in the zeitgeist of pop culture of what this movie is generating out there in the conversation in the geek world?
2: Well, it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, partially, I had forgotten that uh, quantumania was coming out. Also don't quite feel like going to the movie theaters. I've got quite a few things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to got to work on my gaming skills. I've <laughs> got to read the Avatar book about Yang Chen. <laughs> I started reading new manga, which is always a bad idea because I can't do anything else for a couple days until I finish it, and uh, I'll get to it soon. Yeah, yeah, okay. As soon as it's on Disney Plus, probably.
0: Now you're not a, you're not, so that might be a little while. And I agree. There's a lot of geek options out there and man, it is a good time to be a geek. We've, we've talked about that before you. um um So you're not a person who likes to watch trailers cause you're like, you don't want that to mess with your like preconceived notions going into a movie, mm-hmm. but you're willing to be a part of this conversation today to talk oh, yeah. about it, to see what's coming of, cause you're willing to be patient whether it comes on Disney plus here in a couple months.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The spoilers, that's not really. I just don't like trailers. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, so this movie, I think I saw somewhere that like the audience rating uh, on some, some like, um, site said like eighty four percent. So, you know, people are like above average, a good a good steady B for the audience who goes to say but the critic rating is forty seven. So it's like really, really mid for for a lot of critics out there. Why do you think uh, there's this kind of like a uh, distance and separation between like audience and like the every go every every day geek who goes to this and then the critics. Why are the critics being so hard on this, David? Why do you why do you think the critics are being hard on this one?
1: So I think part of it is it's another run of the mill Marvel movies. Uh, I mean, back when you had Iron Man and Captain America, First Avenger and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, these really were new. But something happened after I think around Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor Ragnarok where where they kinda like set the temperature for how all Marvel movies were meant to be after this point. And I right. think that critics are wanting to see films as opposed to another episode in the Marvel saga. Hmm. And I'm not a film critic by any by any degree. I'm I'm definitely one of the general audience members who just wants to go turn off your brain and and have a few laughs and, you know, tie everything up nicely at the end of the movie. But so I enjoyed it. I was able to just shut off my brain. But I can imagine why it would be frustrating for film critics to see this and not be able to tell the difference between this and the first Ant-Man or the fourth Thor movie or mm. whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very, very good point. Um, TJ, what do you what do you think? What, What is this kind of um, polarization between... Like the audience, the everyday geek, and and the critics.
2: So, I think it's something we see kind of a lot is the critic score and the audience score being vastly different. Mm -hmm. And it's because critics don't watch movies for the same reason a lot of people watch movies. I watch movies to have a good time. Uh, Critics watch movies because they're getting paid to tell people uh, if it's good or not. Right, right. Yeah, I guess it is a little different. And I, and I guess I could
0: say same thing for me. Like sometimes when I even stuff that I like prepare for, for systemic ecology, I'm looking at it through a different lens about how I'm going to talk about this. What are some of the big stories and, and themes and questions that come to the surface that we can get into philosophically, theologically? So I take notes, I have my notebook out, I'm looking at it through a different lens rather than just I'm just going to sit down and watch and, and, and go for it. So if you're being paid and you want people to click on your website and uh, you're you got to to Keep the ads going and people coming to your website. You want to have a new hot take. You want to um, be able to do that. So I, I guess you're right. If you're being paid, paid for that, and I I think there's probably um, a burnout for from the superhero movie that a lot of people are feeling. Um, a lot of geeks are feeling that, and I think critics are as well. They're coming. They want to see something new. They want to see something different. I mean, In Game stuck the landing in that in that phase. It was just an incredible ending to a 10 year run of this continuity and in credit scenes that led you into the next big story and so after that what do you do next and and then we had the pandemic hit and there's a phase four was a little kind of all over the place um people were a little mixed bag on, on some of the stories that they were telling and and you don't can't blame the whole thing on the pandemic but yeah that kind of disjointed some some plans moving forward and now we're in a kind of a new New phase here, and I think think people are burnt out. And for me, I went in as a geek, um, excited to see what they could create new. But then also, I was excited for a brand new villain, a brand new baddie. I uh, and and I got it. I, I went in excited about Kang because I really like Kang from the comics, and whenever he shows up um in the comics as kind of a final page villain reveal or the next nemesis for a story arc for avengers or fantastic four or x-men or whatever i'm kind of like all right i'm there what a what a neat cool different kind of villain and man he showed up jonathan majors just acted his butt off in in this film and i loved him as the big baddie i mean the the stop the the story the plot line um isn't really anything new that we haven't seen before. It's a group of people sucked into another universe. They have to figure out where they are. They're like a fish out of water. They encounter some new aliens. Uh, they they got to figure out how to work together to defeat the villain. And then they do at the end. And then that leads to the next one. All that wasn't anything different, um, but it was for me, um, what if Star Wars and Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok had a baby uh this would be that movie and and I like both Star Wars and I like Thor Ragnarok and so if they had a <laughs> child together and and created this movie I'm like cool i i I like this kid and uh want to see how it grows up becomes an adult and how what they're gonna be in the world uh so that that's kind of where I am and and when I think about burnout like there are yeah there's some movies i'm like man, I've seen this before i'm I'm kind of done I could do I could spend my time and money elsewhere. And I was kind of like that with me in comics too. I read a lot of comic books and, and there are times when there's certain my favorite titles or favorite teams um, do get a little stale or, or I do get a little burnout. So I kind of take a break from it. I kind of put it down. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to move on to something else. And then sure enough, a new creative team. A new artist, a new writer, hops on board and takes over the title, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm interested again." They have another take. So, so if you are burnout on these movies, you need to take a little break. You take, need to take a little sabbatical. Go for it. No no worries. Be like TJ and be patient. It's going to come to Disney Plus, and 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 you can watch it. <laughs> um, uh, so there's there's no shame in that either. But uh, that's kind of where I am when it comes to like the critics and, and where I am with this movie. So with the movie, I
1: really, I kind of see the divide. One place that I was really divided on was the visuals Mm. because you said that it was kind of like a mix of if Star Wars and Thor Ragnarok had a baby. I was thinking it was like Guardians of the Galaxy mixed with, uh, there was one scene in particular that looked very reminiscent of Mad Max Fury Road. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know the one I'm talking about. Okay, go for it. Which one was that? They were like in a... Uh, it was early in the movie. They were in a vast, like sandy expanse. Yeah, when, yeah. What before they find the flying creatures and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, they were definitely inspired by Mad Max. And then it kind of transitions into Star Wars with, like, you know, the alien bar where they're trying to figure out the the different cultures <laughs> and everything. Yeah, and yep. some some of the new Star Trek. I don't know. It was just it was definitely inspired by a lot of things. Um but visually, the movie was great. Mostly, mm-hmm. I mean, the environments were beautiful. They were completely different in almost every scene. Uh, that one scene where there were, you know, hundreds of Ant-Man's and hundreds, hundreds of wasps, and they all just come together into the, just the two of them. That was I got chills. That was so cool.
0: Yeah, that was. And neat.
1: then then you get to Modoc, and his CGI looked terrible i mean personally <laughs> all i could think of was uh shark boy and lava girl uh, mm-hmm. when george lopez's character just that he was that floating head it looked i think george lopez looked better in that movie from like 2005 than Modoc did in this movie yeah
0: yeah that's that's uh, go ahead go ahead tj yeah
2: i've seen that that's pretty much the only thing i've seen from Quantumania. and i have to agree he looked rough And I'm wondering if that was on purpose. Like, I, I know,
0: I, like, I, part of me, as I, it looked, it looked weird. It was jarring. It was spread out. But I, I'm wondering, because the rest of the film was so beautiful, and when you go into the quantum realm, we were joking about kind of quantum realm and quantum physics and quantum verse and all that kind of stuff. But like, you want it to be trippy. You want it to be otherworldly. You don't want it to be like, oh, we just land on Saturn and here we are. But it's like, yeah, it is, it is super trippy. Anything goes. Quantum mechanics and quantum physics, has a different set of rules than like what we know of like the Tony in um, physics and and what we're going around this world. So, so there's different rules that apply. And so you want it to be visually something you've never really seen before. And then he shows up and he was kind of like a, the, the comic relief at first, it was like the big threat, the, -hmm. the, the big weapon that can kill anybody, right? That's MODOK, you know, designed for killing, but the, um, but when they finally reveal who Modoc is from the other film, you know this other kind of villain, um, it almost becomes this comedic effect and comic relief. Um, so that's what I took it as. It's like, oh, they're leaning into this is just, he's a joke. Um, yeah. When he has the mask on and looks like Mean Modoc, oh yeah, wow, he could come after you. But when he reveals his face, you're like, yeah, that's um, that's really cheesy. Like, a, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's on purpose. <laughs> I can see that.
1: It was like the moment that Kang was introduced, that very same scene, MODOK was reduced to nothing
2: Yeah, by Mm -hmm.
1: Kang. Kang just kind of like tells him, all right, speak when spoken to, just I'm talking, leave me alone.
0: Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Very, very Vader moments too. like just throwing people against the wall, choking them out yes. at a wave of a hand kind of thing. Um, yeah, the cantina seeing them in the bar, different stuff, uh, different aliens. Um, you know, my, my wife leaned over to me, uh, who, who goes, doesn't read the comics, but definitely, um, goes to all these moves with me. Leaned in and was like, Oh, are we doing a Star Wars moment here? And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely <laughs> the cantina. This is definitely the cantina <laughs> with all the different aliens. Um, right. Uh, so, so, yeah, Modoc. Um, yeah, oh, man, he's been lifted up in a d- different venues, uh, but if you're a huge Modoc fan, you might be a little uh, disappointed because of how he was treated in this. It's kind of kind of comic relief. I, I feel like Kang was, we'll get more to him and kind of what he opens up for the, for the universe. But um, there's another actor, uh, famous actor that was revealed uh, in the cantina scene. Uh, who made his oh, debut yeah. into the M- MCU, uh, David, when that person was coming off the ship and walking down the ramp and you kind of his back, I was like, who is this going to be? Who are they going to reveal this to be? And and TJ says he doesn't care. So I'm just going to um, say it like then they show his face. And and sure enough, uh, we have a Ghostbuster. Yep, that was... <laughs> (laughs) Bill Murray Bill Murray is in the MCU he was trapped down there in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Quantum Realm or however he is and and there he is like he had a history with Janet from from years earlier of her being trapped down there they allude to the fact that they were lovers and it gets kind of cringy around like her kids and and husband or ex-husband whatever it it got a little weird there but but he went full Bill Murray mode and kind of the way he talks the way he acts the way he does comedy um it it, it, (laughs) i liked it i was like okay i did not have that spoiled for me so that other things i kind of somewhat knew about going in but that i'm so glad that wasn't spoiled for me because i was like boom i really love bill murray a lot and there he is yeah that was that was definitely
1: a surprise and it's not often that you get surprised by these big superhero blockbusters Mm but uh i really i liked his character uh for the most part he he kind of you know plays his role well and his role isn't to be the most likable character so right. when i did get annoyed it was probably by design mm-hmm. uh but other than that i hope we get to see him again i hope we get to see like all the people from from the quantum realm again maybe in like a kind of battle world situation i don't know if you're familiar mm. with comics in the sense of like you know yeah all the mm-hmm. universe is getting put together uh i hope that you know, there's kind of a battle world situation in the future, uh, which it seems that's kind of the direction that they're heading in. Yeah. And with you know them revealing the title of one of the later movies being Avengers Secret Wars, yeah. I think that having all the quantum realm people integrated into the regular sized world people would be really cool if they do it in that way
0: yeah i agree i agree i i think um you know a big big crossover event from when i was a kid was marvel secret wars and they've redone that a couple of times um and revisited it and so them going leading down to that road um, down i think when you can do these big grand universe things and quantumverse things and different um Aliens and characters and variants of characters really kind of just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks and and hopefully the ones that are most popular are people really gravitate to those are the ones that you kind of bring back uh, into to the to the forefront and I think Bill Murray, you know, yeah, who knows, who knows if he will. he will, he will emerge again or a different variant of him will emerge again. It was, it was almost similar to like, I don't know if see like the first space jam, like him, like maybe I can help as he rolls out, like he rolls yep. out of the ship and he's like, maybe I can help. And and the fact that like Thor and the reason that I like Thor Ragnarok uh, comes to mind is because you have this kind of weird aliens and weird world and you're trying to figure out. The different ways that like that universe operates in the same way with the quantum realm and then you had jeff goldblum had this kind of weird character who's really leaning in to his own kind of persona in real life and here you have bill murray hanging out uh leaning into really what bill murray's persona is in real life too so um i thought that was a good aspect of of the movie and, and a lot of fun um all right let's talk let's talk about Kang a minute what do you what do you feel about as as him being the next big kind of villain for for the mcu he was revealed in the first season of of loki on on disney plus as the um he who remains and and they're warning if you if you get rid of me you're going to unleash all these other variants um out there and i'm not the worst one there's one there are people out there worse than me and and so uh here he is he shows up in this movie and boy does he show up in this movie a lot he's the he's the next one um and, and the big threat that everybody's scared of. And then the end credit scene is really just him revealing how many variants there are of him that are out there. So if you get rid of one, man, you got you got literally like uh, an endless amount of Kangs that you're going to have to deal with. How did he shape up as a villain uh, for you, for you, David? Uh, I think that they picked the perfect actor for it.
1: Jonathan Majors has just, I didn't know him before Loki. And the guy has some range even in mm-hmm. this movie just in that short probably 5 minute scene at the very end with or the end credit scene with all the different versions of him he mm-hmm. he's got some range and so if he is going to be the next big bad and he's going to be showing up you know with his fingers in every little pot uh i think that they picked a really good actor for it and i i'm i'm excited to see where they take it i really hope that you know we get to see some some good Kangs among the bad, like, you know, with iron hmm. lad. And
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I think,
1: I think it's going to be really exciting to see it, especially if they, if they lean into the more craziness of the comics, you know, where yeah. they can make it. I think,
2: think Kang is going to be really interesting for phase five. Cause he's not, he's not like the same scale per se as you know, we've had for so long,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: but he's, he's still definitely a problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Thanos has, like, yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet. He can control all space and reality, and he's so strong, he can take out Hulk with a punch, you know? Um, but but Kang is like, yeah, even if you get, like, a weak Kang or you can take down one, there might be, like, a variant behind him that's, like, totally different that you have to figure out. Um, and, David, I'm glad you brought up Iron Lad. Like, I... Like they definitely have the opportunity within what they're doing with the Marvel TV shows and Disney Plus about setting up the young Avengers with these Mm -hmm. kind of younger next generation of the heroes that are versions of their either parent or one who came before him. And and Iron Lad, you know, that was a big reveal in that comic that like um, Iron Lad was this person dressed up in Iron Man suit and you really didn't know who it was. He's was just kind of a king, but it was another version of, of Kang from a different universe who decided to not be like all the other Kangs wanted to be a hero. Yep. And so that I love that. I didn't even think about Iron Lad until you brought it up and it reminded me. That's so good. Like that's, that's a good series. If you want to read a good Avenger story, read that first initial run of, of young Avengers. Um, and those characters there, you, you got Cassie Lang. you got others in there that are, um, are you know emerging uh in the in the kind of Disney plus shows but but Iron Land and Iron Lad and Kang, that's that's good. I forgot about his dem- what happened to him in the comics. So I'm gonna have to go back and read. Um that's good stuff. Um yeah, yeah, really, really good. I and and it is like I, I think with the multiverse, what I like about it is that anything goes. I mean everything in my life is is structured, is ordered, uh there's rules to abide by and 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 rightfully so. Uh but when you go into this comic book realm and and in this movie if you open up the multiverse and you have these different variants really you could just kind of if something doesn't work you could just try again with a different variant <laughs> you yeah. know or you know it, it opens up so many doors and so you could really get creative and that can that could also be tiring and exhausting for folks but but i think it it does set up so much potential i'm just i'm not jealous of of the writers though
1: i mean ah. writing that creatively And that was, I think, one of the issues with me in the movie was that it was very creative and then also at the same time creatively bankrupt. Like, they would set up these crazy scenarios where, you know, Kang really messed them up or they're really in trouble now. Mm -hmm. And then not even two seconds later, it just solved itself. Like, oh, the ants just figured it out or, oh, we're just, uh, you know, everyone just, it, it fixed itself. And so that I think that might be a potential pitfall that the writers could fall into in the next phase of the Marvel movies and TV shows and everything is that they set up these grandiose adventures, but
0: they're going to have to find a grandiose way to end them. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, and I, that will be my criticism of the movie is that like, yeah, the, the story beat and the plots aren't that complex. And it does seem like there are some easy outs there. I guess what, why I had I had fun with the universe itself and the different aliens, the creative, like the one, one thing was different from the other and the comedy was what, you know, was my type of comedy, but um, it, just the potential that this uh, opens up for the multiverse in this next phase is what I'm excited about. But when I go back and look at the movie itself and the different plot beats, it is pretty basic. It is pretty simple. There's some easy outs there uh, for folks. Yeah.
2: 100%. Yeah. I, I just can't wait to have 10 or 11 movies where it's just Kang. (laughs) Everybody's fighting Kang. They're all different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it seems like that's what, what they're gonna do. And Jonathan Majors, he he's got some work to do. He's got a paycheck coming in uh, for a while. I, the the end credit um scene, uh the the last end credit scene was really kind of a lead in to the next season of of Loki on on Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. and you had uh, this guy called Timely, um who uh you know it's a whole different another version. It's not King, but like King from like nineteen oh one or something. That's like maybe invented time travel uh with a like a nerdy professor with with glasses and and stuff and i think that's a good callback because there is a um you know it was timely comics before it became marvel um there was this so their call back to what it was before um and and so that's gonna be pretty fun i'm pretty excited about that season of of loki what they could do for there but that's what they're gonna lead into not necessarily the next big marvel movie it was like hey you want to find out what happens with some adventures with Kang and and Loki? Then here you're going to want to watch uh, the next season of of Loki on on Disney Plus. Um, well, there's a couple things here I, I wanted to lift up. I wanted to as as we go a little little deeper here. What what do you think is? I, I guess. I was a little annoyed by it, but I, I see what they wanted to do. Uh Janet Van Dyne wanted um was sucked into the quantum realm and then was brought back and never talked about it. Um and then uh, Cassie was like, All right, I wanna I wanna go back. I think I found a way to get there. I sent a signal and that's really what brought him back. But she was like, No, 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 don't do that. But she never really told him. So you have this like issue of secrets. So, so what a what, what do you think is going on here with it, with this, of, of keeping secrets? Um, you know, this whole movie wouldn't have happened if Janet had just kind of like told them really, would they have gone down that route or should she have kept secrets? How dangerous are secrets? Uh, should we keep secrets? What, what what does that do to our, our, our trust and relationships and communities? Um, what do you see there when it comes to like her keeping secrets and, and really stringing people along with that? Personally, it was really frustrating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was
1: just, I was very, very frustrated. She was, I I went and watched it with my wife and a couple of our friends. And I remember we walked out and the first thing she said is, I love that movie, but Janet was the most annoying character put to screen. And that's just because uh, secrets generally (laughs) are just harmful. And I understand, okay, I understand There's traumatic experiences that people don't always want to talk about, right? I get that. But that's 30-something years of crazy experiences where she lived a whole nother life, got to experience completely new cultures, and she didn't want to talk about any of it. Even if it's to say, yeah, it's there, but there's something so dangerous there that I'm not ready to talk about yet. Just please stay away from
0: it. She could have just – (laughs) even that – i know i was like these people love you enough that if you look at them in the eyes and make eye contact and say you know what this is dangerous i had some really traumatic experiences there and there's a dangerous villain there we just got finished with you know thanos um uh there's one of like his caliber i don't want to talk about right now but let's not deal with that because there's something there they i think they would have trusted her and said like okay yeah you come when you're ready We'll listen to you. I, th- I feel like if she had just been honest with them uh, and made eye contact, said, "I don't want to talk about all of it, but this is just something that I need to let you know of why not to go down this literally rabbit hole into a different universe." I feel like they would have listened to her.
2: Yeah. Oh, a wise man once said, uh, "Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone." It uh, <laughs> <laughs> applies very much in this scenario. One hundred percent, and
0: and I, and again, yeah. When you're getting to know somebody, um, like you have to build that trust, you have to build that friendship. Like I like David, David likes me, but we don't like to like want like a. Like really well, and I'm not going to tell my whole life story of like um, vulnerable things with within me and my life and, and my life journey until like we build trust with one another, and then we can like show more of our cards and get to know each other and, and trust each other that way. And I feel like um, so it's not necessarily you have to immediately meet somebody and tell them your whole like life story, um, but but if there's something going on that that um, is going to affect like the whole universe or the world or relationship you know yeah secrets secrets are are only going to do more damage than than if you're being honest with somebody yeah yeah that that was a frustrating part and maybe that was right and maybe that was meant to be too maybe maybe modok was um you know uh that CGI was meant to be cheesy and comedic relief on purpose. And maybe Janet was written in a way that, yeah, if you felt annoyed and you felt uncomfortable, then maybe you should have because we need to be careful about (laughs) our secrets and, and, and be more honest with, with one another. Um, Maybe if you felt uncomfortable, good, good, because you're, you're now understanding what they're trying to say. So what I'm taking away is
1: that, The critics are dumb and the writers are just geniuses working on a different level they're yeah, not they're, overworking it's, it's, the CGI department they're they're yeah.
0: purposely making it bad mhm mhm <laughs> that's the positive spin that Quantum Will is putting on this thing <laughs> if they're listening to this you're like yeah yeah that's what we meant that's what we meant to do we did that on purpose oh well, Janet was a little annoyed yeah yeah that's that's why of course you were supposed yeah. to feel that way yeah well it
2: didn't look that bad until everybody watched the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a quantum mechanics joke yeah there you go that's it
0: i like it spooky action at a distance right there um it, not until it was watched did it react um yeah and i i think that uh, there's a lot of lessons in here it was fun it was a lighthearted movie there's nothing like um, earth shattering about a new plot within a sci-fi or Marvel movie but but I it's, underneath the was like yeah let's let's think about our secrets and and let's be more honest with each other and if there's something really dangerous going on and there's a villain out there or something that's really harmful to others or a system that's that's hurting other people let, let's be honest with it and yeah sometimes honesty hurts but it also sets you free and so um, that that's that's what I was taking out, out of that movie there's one other thing in there that um, kind of grabbed my attention too is uh, you notice that the tone at the beginning of the movie was scott lang skipping down the street welcome back he's giving people high fives and 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 thumbs up and the coffee guy thinks he's spider-man he's like whatever that's cool i'm cool with myself i know who i am and and does that but at the end of the movie that happens again hey everything's resolved he's skipping down the street and he's like yeah welcome back everything's cool we we defeated the villain but then he kind of cuts to his inner monologue and he's like everything's okay right right Everything's fine. We did solve it, right? Everything's cool, huh? And he's very insecure. He's like, oh, maybe, maybe not. And so what did you think of the different tone between the beginning and the end and him being like second guessing? We we, we solved it, right? No? Maybe?
1: I loved it. I thought it was a great way to end the movie. I think it would have been a better ending had they been stuck in the quantum realm. But that was a good note to end the movie off on because, you know, he's normally the uh, – the happy jokey character and then you mm-hmm. see him kind of having a panic attack where the music starts swelling and, uh-huh, and uh-huh. all of a sudden he's in his head like he said that if we that if we beat him then tons of worse versions of him would show up and and kill everybody did i just kill everybody that he's dead she's dead that dog is dead because of me and he was like it's probably fine
0: I, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> uh, I loved it. You're right. You, you nailed it. Yeah, it, it, he was having a panic attack. He was looking at the people around him that he cared about in his daily routine, skipping through the sidewalk um, and seeing the people he sees every day. And he was like, "Maybe they're not okay because I didn't. Nec- I didn't necessarily do what I was supposed to do, or I've unleashed Kang on this universe. Maybe." maybe. And then you see the mid-credit scene where, where no. We're not going to be okay. There's a lot of variants out there, and I, and and I took that to heart too because I'm like, here we are in this kind of post-pandemic world, and and we're kind of like, everything's okay, right? Everything's fine. We're good. We're back to normal, right? Everything's cool. And then here I'm sitting here with COVID today, and um, we're still wrestling with with supply chain issues or environmental issues or uh, political divisions. Not not everything's okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad some things are back to normal. I'm glad I was able to see a concert last week with with my family that's probably where i got covid so um it, it, we still need to be vigilant there's still some things we need to work on that what what we're called to do to take care of our world and our relationships isn't over yet we everything's not all right <laughs> and there's pessimistic quantum will uh for everyone <laughs> uh any other themes there folks uh of of the movie that that brought to light or any questions or or things brought to the surface um there is a um a quantum um uh not quantum, a, a a particle physicist who's in my congregation who um i was able to go with him um and visit CERN over in Switzerland when I was on sabbatical, and he was on the on the team to that discovered the Higgs boson particle. And he's smashing particles together, and, and literally kind of um, unveiling the very fabric of of the universe, what it's built upon. And it what he's learning. Uh, what an incredible guy, and a person of faith as well. And and I, what what he he still. St- I mean, he's retired from Duke, but he's still working at CERN and they, and he said, there's some big things coming down the road. That's going to upend what we understand about the standard model of physics. Uh, so they're still discovering new things. And so that whole realm of physics and the quantum realm and, and what we are going to learn about, not just the vastness of our universe with the James Webb uh, telescope, but also the very, the, the smallest of the small, um, is still being learned, um, and still being unveiled for us. And, and so I can't wait to Hear what they've learned next, so um, that's out there. Um, it's it's going to be fun, at least for me, for someone yeah. who keeps out on science. Uh, anything else out there on in the movie that brought uh, to the surface for you? Uh, let me think. Can't wait uh, to see it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it, TJ. If you're not too critical. TJ, did did we sell it? Did we um did did we um did we lure you to want to see this movie perhaps in the theater if you find time in the next couple of weeks, or are you still like, oh, I'm good, I'll see it. I will see it when it comes to Disney Plus.
2: I'll probably still wait, but uh we'll see. If somebody wants to go to the movies, I'll be like, Yeah, let's go see Ant-Man. <laughs> did the Bill Murray lure did that help at all? Absolutely. Doug. I love Bill Murray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I love zombie Bill Murray specifically. Ah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I will but, say I did like seeing Ant Man actually fight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like there was one scene there where I was like, "Okay, Paul Rudd can play an angry character. I like yeah. that." Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, you saw him like when he's regular size; he's just a regular dude who's not a very good fighter, and he was getting his tail whooped, but he knows how to use giant man at, mm-hmm. as as a weapon and i thought that was really cool so yeah yeah and train positive.
0: And training his daughter, like for the grow from small to big and the timing of that, like he was like, here, let me show you. This is how it's done. She's like, No, I got it. I have my own suit. I know what I'm doing. You know, like, like a teenager would do. I've been there too. Like, I know what I'm doing. You can't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> but he's like, No, let me let me show you I have some experience here. This is what's going on to him, seeing him really fight and solve some problems. And the way they play around with like the, the amount of ants. And like, yeah, like you said, that was a pretty incredible where he's there and he's like all these versions of himself and they have to crawl up upon one another and lifting each other up to the top, um, is, is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I thought that was good. And who knows, there might be a thousand different wills out there, uh, different variants who, um, you know, maybe they can support me and, and maybe I'm, I'm will prime, I'm hoping I'm will prime and, and, uh, can lift me to the top. (laughs) Maybe one of them works at Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Maybe one of them works at Basket Robins. or maybe one of them didn't get fired from Flips Barbecue when he was high school and ended up owning a barbecue place. <laughs> <laughs> one of them became a pro surfer, you know. One of them never lived at the beach but lived in the mountains, became a mountain, like a mountain dude. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's so many different variants of of Will out there um yeah fun fun movie I, I suggest to go see it go in with a good uh, a good posture of wanting to have fun it doesn't mean you can't think critically there there's probably parts you may roll your eye at or uh, or or think the plot isn't too deep but i don't think it's meant to be but it is opening a door to a whole new phase of of the mcu and I'm, I'm looking forward to the slate and what they have going on uh for it um so uh uh david what would be your um audience rating of of this from one to a hundred if we're going to do like the rotten tomato version what what would you give it
1: oh gosh uh i will say a 73.2
0: nice there you go. That is good. That is good, folks. I lived off 73.2s when I was in high school to get me <laughs> to the next grade. So that's, I would be, I would be happy with that. I, I'm, I'm up there. Um, I'm closer to 80, 80% um, because of, of just the king factor. And, um, and, and the, just the whole cool, like the surrealness of this particular universe and the aliens and the ships. And man, they, that's how you get me, man. If you can do some real creative, different alien and species and, oh, we didn't even talk about like if you're fans of the good place chidi's in this movie uh chidi from the good place is in this movie as as um as an alien who has some as pretty cool telepathic power so man yeah I'm, I'm bumping up to 81 because chidi's in it there you go uh, i forgot about that um so that's where i'm i'm landing and then tj how would you rate uh, your audience rating of this particular episode of systematic ecology
2: this episode, uh, this episode, I'm gonna give uh, a a solid ninety. I'll give it a ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the worst episode we've ever done. That's right. That's right. All <laughs> our other episodes. <laughs> I mean, we're up, we're up to a,
0: we're up to a hundred and forty-eight episodes or something like almost close to one hundred and fifty. And so, if all of them are better than ninety percent, uh, listeners, if this is your first episode, you need to go back and listen to those. So <laughs> the worst episode we've ever done at 90. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I feel pretty, pretty, we great. Uh, we have to up our game next time, but, but man, we're doing pretty good as a podcast. If that's, if yeah. that's the oh, case.
2: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Nothing but positive things for me over here. Yay, yay. And we wouldn't expect anything less from TJ. Uh, well, thanks y'all. Um, let us know what you thought of Ant-Man. Hit us up on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. Um, let us know what you think of Ant-Man. What did we get wrong? What are you disappointed about? What did you really like? I'm sure there was a scene that we forgot about that, that you're like, why didn't you talk about that? Let us know. Go to our website, uh, message us, uh, hit that host tab, hit the episode tab. Um, find out um, what episode that we did that got a 94 rating um, out there. I'm sure it's out there. Go, go find it. And then um, uh, also we, we have a YouTube page. We want you to hop over to YouTube, find us, subscribe, like, share. We have a couple, uh, just a couple of videos up there right now, but but we hope to have more in the future, uh, more live streams, um, with, with the whole host and gang of geeks and priest to the geeks there. And so so go go hop over there and um, and join up, sign up. It's gonna be fun, and. I just want to share with everyone, as we do at the end of of every uh, episode, I just want to let everyone know the geek in me honors the geek in you.